and gentlemen, boys and girls, dinner time is here. That's right. We're talking about Hannibal Season 3, Episode 7, Ditches. It's uh, the Dish by Dish uh, edition of Kill by Kill is where we, we watch an episode of Hannibal and then we talk about it. Of course, this is episode seven of season three called Digestivo. And of, of course, uh, there's only one person I trust that the sex is so good, I'm willing to steal some sperm from my brother. The one, the only Gina Radcliffe. How you doing, Gina? I mean, you, who wouldn't? Whoops among us. <laughs> Truly. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame either of them. It's just a very fast turn, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, they go from zero to let's steal your brother's sperm uh, way fast, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that Alana just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm living for me now. Digestivo <laughs> uh, in Italian means digestive. Uh, An Italian digestivo is an alcoholic after-dinner drink. It's usually served in a small glass, straight as if it is a shot. You most often people sip it, however. Like the name suggests, it's meant to aid digestion after a substantial meal. And in Italy, different regions will all have their own digestivo. Basically, they uh, whatever their home crop is, that's what they'll use. So if you're in a part of Italy where you're, you know, uh, artichokes are your thing, guess what your digestivo is based off of? Artichokes. And that's true of all over the region. Some are great. Some are malort. So can I, can I gotta, tell you, can I tell you a little story? Uh, sure. Of course. When I went to Disney world, uh, one of the things I wanted to check off my list was stopping at the, uh, the Coca-Cola you know, world of sodas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I had been warned uh, about a certain beverage called Beverly. Uh, uh, I, you know, I went through, I tried the different, the different, you know, Coca-Colas from around the world. I'm like, all right, here's Beverly. And <laughs> I almost did the whole. <laughs> <laughs> It almost yeah. it tasted almost as bad as oh I have had Malort uh, that's terrible um, it is it tastes like drinking perfume um, yeah and I have also had um, absinthe which is terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have had a um, a drink that had uh, sambuca in it which is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> in, in case you you could not guess, I loathe the taste of black licorice. And yeah, I'm all, all, I'm in the same boat. All yeah. those all those drinks with the exception of Malort, which again tastes like drinking perfume. Uh, if they you, all they if all you taste like it in a cow's stomach. Yeah, I would yeah. Agree with you. They, the other ones all taste like black licorice, and I hate it so much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily my bag. Um, but I always try cause you never know. Um, when I was in the sort of Florence region of Italy, we visited, uh, one particular place that had 
an after dinner uh, drink that had been made from the oldest wine. It had been distilled over and over and over again. It was moonshine, basically. And everyone else sipped it. And I took the shot. And I'm like, okay, I've had that experience. But then everyone else in the party, which was my wife and another couple, were like, they handed me the shots of theirs. and like, do it. And so I'm like, I'll at least take one more. I don't remember throwing another shot glass into the fire, but apparently that happened. Oh, wow. That's like, that's, that's very, that's very dramatic. Like, like, (laughs) you know, like you just found someone trying to make a pass at Becky. How dare you, sir? (laughs) I don't know. I was told to do it. And apparently I did. And Becky has photos of it, but I don't remember it happening. The second shot literally put me in a place where I, I think for the first time I was blackout drunk. Uh, the second time would be a, a, a tiki birthday I had a, a, few, <laughs> a few years ago where we got back to the house. I remember being served key lime pie and don't remember the rest of the evening. <laughs> well, at least you had key lime pie. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, no, it's so good. So good. Um, you know what comes close to key lime pie, though, is brain flambe. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Just sizzling hot on the pan with a little butter. And we get very, very close to this happening. Um, but uh, nope, the Italian uh, uh, police uh, working under the guise of Mason Verger uh, stopped this from happening. Of course, they didn't get there before. Uh, Will has a giant, you know, I assume into his skull gash in his face, uh, which he does not seem to be phased by because he was drugged up to the gills. But that's still that's going to hurt over the long haul. Yeah. And, you know, uh, your, your brain's just going to fall out after a while. <laughs> you would think at some point you would just lean the wrong way and it slips through the cracks like an octopus trying to escape a ship. <laughs> um. Again, last time we talked a couple of weeks ago, I was mystified by Chio. And this entire episode, I have, oh my, my God, Chio has changed, you know, sides again. Like before she did a whole heel turn. Now it's a face turn where she kills a bunch of Italian cops and has no problem doing it. Also, they were about to slice open to an, an FBI, not maybe not active agent, but still, you have zero fear of bone sign an FBI agent. Whoa, boy, he must be paying you well. And, and like this guy, I forget character's name. He's like excited about it. He's like, oh, yeah. just leave, you know, cut him open like Hannibal will leave him. And you know, you're you're right that that you know that the the main premise of this show is everybody is capable of killing. And, yes. and not just killing, killing in the most brutal manner possible. Yeah, give them five minutes and they'll come up with a way to do it. And Chio, <laughs> uh, who we know is, is capable of killing, but I just, I don't, I don't fully understand what her motivations are. Because if it's, I need to kill Hannibal for myself, she's shitty at that. And she had multiple opportunities to fucking do it. And she just doesn't. Yeah, so, no, it's like she re- she always refrains at the very last second. And, and yes. I, I have to say, you know, it's nothing against the actress, but talk about a completely superfluous character. She yeah. she literally just walks away at the end of the episode, and I don't think we ever see her again. All she does is create hurdles, is what it comes down to. 
It's like, well, this should be over now. Nope. She shoots somebody. Well, this should be over now. She walks into a scene. Like all she does is complicate the end of this, but does she affect anything other than rescue Jack for reasons? I, I don't know, man. It's real. I don't understand it. I don't quite get it. Um, I, who does she fucking shoot at the end? I thought because it was Will. I thought it was Will again. Will again? He takes another fucking shot. What? What? He was being carried by Hannibal. Like what? What the fuck? What? What do you gain out of shooting a guy who's unconscious? How does that help? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's sort of like, I, I guess she's telling Hannibal, yeah, this is how close I can get to you, but just fucking kill him then. Yes, I don't understand it at all. I don't get their connection. I We have no flashbacks. It, it just doesn't. This is the one thing here that does not quite work for me. I know why they used it. I, I know they were trying to approximate some things from other books and whatnot, but like all these other characters get plenty of backstory and plenty of motivation and all this stuff. And she doesn't, she's just kind of a very quiet assassin. It almost falls into a stereotype almost, but I don't think they do enough with her for her to actually be a stereotype. It's just, it's just weird. I'll be honest with you and confounding. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I didn't, I, I don't think I ever really understood the, the purpose of her character. And when, yeah. and when she first showed up, I, I thought it was supposed to be, um, I don't lady something who yeah. shows up in, I think Hannibal rising. Yes. Uh, who sort of ends up being his mentor, I believe. But mm. like, oh no, she's too young for that. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, and then, so it's like, okay, she was somebody that he played the same mind games with as he played with Bedelia and Will. Mm-hmm. And okay. I don't know what purpose her character serves, except that, you know, he's yeah. been, he's been doing this for a long time with a lot of different people. But it like, just feels uh, like we should have had some sort of flash. I mean, it would have been weird to find two people who could act like them and look younger or whatnot. But man, they have enough. They have enough conversations. But I, I just, it's the one thing I don't quite. It doesn't quite jibe for me. Sorry, everyone. Uh, you know, nothing's perfect. But as close as Hannibal comes to that, this is the one thing I kind of feel is a little bit miffed. Yeah, it, it's like they they introduce the character and they're like, mm, we don't know what to do with her. <laughs> like she's got to be here because we came up with all of these obstacles for all of our main characters to have, and she has to be one of them. But why they didn't they didn't quite crack that nut. Um, and uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Mason Verger has a lot of confidence. For a guy who, when he last squared up against Hannibal Lecter, he ended up feeding his own face to dogs. This does not seem to have tempered him in any way, shape, or form. No, it really hasn't. Um, uh, you know, the, his attitude is, well, this time I've got him for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, mean, I guess... You know, last episode, we talked a lot about Bugs Bunny, but there is a bit of uh, Bugs Bunny foil 
to Mason Verger where no matter how many times he ends up feeding his face to dongs or loses massively, he's like, listen, this time this plane is foolproof, baby. What, why, then, why, will, no. why will this work? Because I've thrown more money at it this time. <laughs> Which is <laughs> no problem I can't solve with dollars. As we know, the, the best solution to any problem is to continue throwing money at it. <laughs> listen, if, if it worked for that doofus trying to buy Twitter, uh, why wouldn't it work for Mason Verger and the Hannibal he wants and the cannibal he wants to eat? Um, here was something that I found interesting because uh, they end up uh, confining both Hannibal and Will to these fancy wheelchair uh, trusses. But then at one point, um, <laughs> Cordell ends up uh, dressing them in three-piece suits. And it's like, how the fuck does that work? How do you... How do you dress somebody in a three-piece suit when they're confined to this massive wheelchair? I, you know, very carefully because, you know, he, he's got a staff. Like he, yeah. he manages to find a lot of people who are, are willing to help a child molester who has, you know, some very elaborate plan to torture and kill two people. What must the benefits at Mason Verger Inc. be like? What's the interview like? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Uh, tell me, like, uh, what was the last time you dressed an unconscious man? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is a uh, that's a good that's a good invitation. Because <laughs> again, again, he kind of talks a little bit like Edward G. Robinson. Now, see yeah, here, <laughs> he can't really move his jaw because it's not really there, and he doesn't have lips. Um, <laughs> But uh, oh man, yeah, he's he looks pretty. Be- he looks pretty good. Like I mean, like I said, all the all the injuries are to the lower half of his face, and I'm just yeah. thinking of how how like horrifying Gary Oldman looked in the in the movie, where yeah. like I, I think he was blinded. Like he had that one like fucked up eye, and he's, he's, he's blinded in one eye for sure. Yeah, movie. his entire face was just gone. Where whereas. Uh, Mason, it's mostly the damage is reserved to the, and he looks more like he's been burned than, than that, that he's carved off his face. I also feel like the scarring gets less and less, the more, the more episodes we go through. Like, yeah. I noticed that. I noticed that too. Yeah. It's like, maybe, maybe that's the makeup. Maybe, maybe like in the three or four months, that's where, that's where Margo and a lot of fell in love. <laughs> Yeah, there's just there's like a, there's a like time a, where yeah, I was gonna say there's a time jump, but we didn't realize it. A time jump of of psychedelic orgasms and uh, uh, putting a lot of salve on those scars. Yeah, I was gonna who, say, you know, you know, Cordell has lovingly put lotion on his face. Every night. <laughs> get that. Speaking get that. of my man Cordell, um, I did not have Will goes full Mike Tyson on Cordell on my bingo card. <laughs> no, that really came out of nowhere for me. <laughs> I mean, you know, Cordell shouldn't be putting his face too close to him. Honestly, he's very, very confident. And, um, again, uh, this all works out well for Will and Hannibal. They're overconfidence, but Cordell takes that bite to the face in stride because I, I'm, I, I would be wailing on that motherfucker. And he's like, ouchie. 
again, like, like, and I talked about this in the next episode, even though almost every character at some point in the show is grievously injured, mm. nobody ever screams. They, they, yes. they, they just look a little startled and then they either, you know, hobble away or they faint if they're, if they're, yeah. if they're will. But, you know, n- nobody reacts in a way that normal human beings would react. Like, yeah. you know, even Jack, who might be the only normal character in this movie, in this TV series, like, you know, his neck, it's like slash the fuck out of it. And he's just <laughs> kind of grabbing it like, like, oh, no, my neck, you know, <laughs> where most people would be like, ah, oh, Jesus. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but he's was more like, oh, that's that's a lot of my body juice coming out. Well, if I stay still. <laughs> I better hold some of that in. I need that. (laughs) 911, I need more body juice. I'm losing all of mine. (laughs) As as, Cordell just sews that shit back into his face. But wouldn't you have to come at it from both sides? I don't think you can self-surgery a piece of your face bank on Uh, there's a huge chunk of his cheek he takes off and he's kind of like well i'll trust this bad boy up and everything will be fine like fuck man again what is he getting paid yeah what is he getting paid where did where did mason find him Mm -hmm. mason seems to have a, a series of employees that don't mind what he's doing. And and yes. I I just don't know. And I realize this is hardly the first movie that has a a a you know extremely violent, extremely unsavory character who just manages to find people to work for him. But I feel mm-hmm. here it's a, a particularly silly because he's got a man hanging in his barn. <laughs> <laughs> he's got two. He's got two fucking kidnapped victims, and everyone's like Pays the bills, baby. Must be Tuesday. (laughs) Mason's got another dude strung up in his barn. (laughs) I hear there are plans for a pajama party later. So that's why I'm sticking around. It's not just the money. You know, do what you love. Love what you do. It's the snacks. We're making popcorn. We're doing s'mores. We're eating someone's fingers. (laughs) At this point, everyone involved in the show is so guilty of something that the only way they would be found not guilty is if they were adjudicated by the jury on candy. Fuck an a that spoilers for candy. Everyone. Um, <laughs> let's talk about offshoot. Let's talk about candy. For I, a I liked, I liked candy. I thought it was good. I'm I like t- candy too, but I, you listen, I'm like guilty, guilty, guilty. Guilty. Not guilty? Are you fucking kidding me? Poor, she poor Betty. somebody on Friday the 13th 41 fucking times and you're like, well, it'll happen. Poor Betty. <laughs> just, a, just a shitty husband with a shitty mustache. <laughs> you know, she's lonely. She's obviously depressed. Poor Betty. Betty d- deserved better. Absolutely. Um, and I, man, everything in that, in that show really works up until the point somebody's husband had to be cast. And then all of a sudden this show that has very much stayed in that early seventies 
early late seventies, early eighties vibe. It's just blown to bits when somebody decides to bring sexy back and has a little stomach paunch uh, sewn into his costume. <laughs> I mean, he fucking, he sucks rocks in that role. It is criminal that he was involved in this. I almost feel like he was cast because she doesn't trust him at home alone. So she'd rather have him on set. That's how it felt to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not like the the stunt casting because uh, Melody Linsky's husband was in it too, playing playing yeah. another cop. But Jason Ritter is a fucking actor. I didn't mind him. He's playing a, a real character. Whereas Tim Tim does, feels so fucking out of place. He never feels like he's actually in a scene. It literally feels like an SNL sketch, which is why he did well on SNL because you can't take that fucker seriously. And then he shows up and you're like, oh, this is going to fuck with my vibe. And he tries real hard to fuck with that vibe. Yeah. I mean, wow. Everyone else is committing to the bit in that, but him, he just, he can't fucking do it. He's not an actor. Everyone. Sorry to say. No. Um, but I did meet his wife once and this was 1999. And I was like, holy shit, that might be the most attractive person I've seen up close in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, well, she you know, she, she, the, the, you know, only time, the only way they could make her look unattractive was by giving her an unbelievable perm wig. She looks like Harpo yes. Marx. She does look like Hopper Marks. And I don't feel the thing is like, she's not just trying to ugly up. I do feel like she is like, she is a way better actor than like she was when I briefly met her in 1999. She is, she is studied up. Like there's, you see her in stealth and you're like, I don't know that that person should, should, I mean, very pretty, but not, not an actor and very much in candy. Great in that role. Yeah, it's yeah. I I I thought it was I thought it was very good. How do we get on candy? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We finally finished candy, and I wanted to talk to somebody who had actually seen it. Um, but uh, we we uh, are going to talk about uh, Hannibal again. Um, that's a lot of rope work that Hannibal's trussed up in that pig pen, um, naked. Uh, I'm sure that sends the interwebs into all sorts of f- flurries. Are are you following at all the, the the trending Hannibal crowd on Twitter? I can't say I am. Um, a very enthusiastic, loving bunch. Uh, very creative. The artwork that these people come up with are fantastic. All sorts of styles. So dedicated to the show. They feel seen and I love them all. And occasionally it's like, wow, there's a lot of fucking uh, between these two who don't really get the opportunity to fuck. But I guess, yeah, sure. Uh, This, I mean, it's not like they don't depict it well. So uh, I'm all for it. Um, I'm sure the rope work here uh, must be inspirational is my guess to a lot of a lot of the, the the artwork I see on Twitter come through my feed these days. Um, it must be interesting for my algorithm <laughs> to, to kind of figure out what I'm into. Um, 
but I, I love them all. Uh, none of them appear to be listening to the show, however, <laughs> which is, I would love them to. Uh, we're not exactly digging into what they want to talk about is my guess. Uh, they would have a lot to say about him being trussed up naked. And I'm like, man, the, this specimen is in great shape. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, eat, you know, eating people really does a lot for your, your figure as it turns out. Yes. I mean, Mason does stick his knife into his hindquarters. I was like, mm, little <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he's in great fucking shape. Um, and for the second episode in a row, people are making a lot of bargains with Hannibal. And I feel that's a real sticky wicket, but it does seem to work out for the second episode in a row where Margot and Alana are like, hey, we're going to let you go. That shouldn't work out for us, but we think you're the only one for the job. Go kill uh, some people and save Will's life. He's like, okay, but I'm not going to kill me. Ma- uh, I'm not going to kill Mason Verger. You're going to do that for me. And so what, uh, what do they do? They wander into his bedroom and he's like, he's got a gun. And they're just like, so we found the pig you implanted with Margot's fetus. It's oh like, yeah, we forgot. What we, we forgot to mention that, like that. That it, <laughs> I mean, as soon as he said, "Oh, you know, you're not going to want to see the surgery," I'm like, he put it in a fucking pig or a cow or something. Uh, yeah, I did not. I I honestly did not see that one coming either. Uh, again, watched this <laughs> when it came out, but I memory hold it because my brain can't handle the information. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that once they discover this and decide to cut the baby out of it and just hold it in their arms, like, hey, this is unfortunate. Um, then they go to confront Mason about it. And Mason's like, you can't kill me. And uh, they end up deflecting the gunshot into the glass floor of his eel he falls in and then they hold his head underwater while the eel goes i want to live in your mouth and <laughs> that's how he dies oh they was also they like been- colombo could crack this one in five you know what i mean he doesn't uh, need a full 90 minutes also i do like that they mentioned oh by the way um, Hannibal told us we can st- stimulate your prostate with a cattle prod. So we did. Like, don't you feel like you would feel that afterwards? I just like you would wake up going, "Hey, what kind of misadventure did I go through where my prostate was triggered by a cattle prod I just happened to have around and managed to get like your prostate isn't." Right. Like you have to, it's a full fingers worth in there, Betty. (laughs) Like you gotta, you gotta dig and, um, yeah. Or, or you could, or you uh, could just, or you could just try, you know, you know, you know, jamming a cattle prod up the old hoo-ha. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm at a certain age. I'm willing to try new things. So <laughs> as soon as I get my hands on a cattle prod, I'm sure you can get one of those on Amazon, right? Well, uh, you know, just make sure you, you, uh, you fill a test tube with, you know, <laughs> and just hold it around. Don't put it on ice or anything. Just, 
just have it in your pocket at the ready. So is the yeah. is the implication that Alana is going to carry the baby, and if so, why? Well, again, sex so good your face be merging. <laughs> I mean, you're like you do a you do a thing. <laughs> yeah, like you you kaleidoscope sexed. It was that good. You merged into another human being. That's how good the orgasms were. So, I mean, I guess, um, why not? You know, she's been through a bad relationship. I want good things for her. That she managed to come out of uh, falling out of a a second story window onto concrete with all of her uterus intact, given what happened to her pelvis. Like... Yeah, you know, um, power to her, I guess. You know, I mean, part of self-preservation is carrying a, a the baby of a child molester. Okay, you know, <sighs> yeah, some women, yeah. will, some women, you know, you know, will get a a massage or a, a <laughs> you know a nice facial just mm-hmm. to you know for their self care. She she's gonna carry an incest baby. Well, yeah, not, a, not I guess it wouldn't be an incest baby, but but no. it would still be it would still be you know you know a baby made fifty percent of a child molester. Yes, I feel that's a, that's a real tough dice roll. You know what I mean? Like you're not starting with the best, um, but okay. Um, you know, I'm not her mom, uh, <laughs> or her dad, or anyone to her. Um, but they got a plan. Let's see how it goes. Um, and then uh, Chio shoots somebody, maybe Will, although Will doesn't seem to be affected by it or anything else, just wakes up in bed like, oh, you're here. And he and Hannibal have a real messy breakup where he, Hannibal's like, to the, can the teacup come back together? Motherfucker, you tried to saw into his head. Like he tried to knife you in the street. These things just don't work out, you know? Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, the idea that, you know, Will kind of, you know, is in love with him and doesn't really want to, you know, see him, you know, go down for his crimes. It's a little past implausible at this point. <laughs> you uh, know, there's 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 an abusive relationship and, and there's this. Yeah. And then he talks to Chio and, and she's like, listen, not all creatures should be in cages. And I think the plan is I'll surrender and I'll give them the satisfaction of catching me. And then you shoot me. And she lines up the shot and is like, psych and goes out of town with her rifle. Again, she can travel international borders with this rifle. Um, Okay. Sure. Why not? (laughs) You know, just, it just like, you know, snaps apart. She puts it in her overnight bag. I guess (laughs) like from Europe, she's traveling with this. So, uh, so yeah, Hannibal's been caught. Will's like, I'm going to be inside the house. I miss my dogs. Um, Jack's probably back in the good graces of the FBI because he's quote unquote caught the Chesapeake Ripper. Um, We're all set up um, for our next half of the season. In which, um, you know, we get to see a little fella by the name of Red Dragon. The impossibly handsome Francis Dollarhide. 
<laughs> the super sexy uh, dollar hide. Um, yes. Uh, to, to, so to, buckle to, up for that. To say they took some artistic liberties with this character is a <laughs> bit of an understatement. It is, but I do. The nice thing about the show is they never give you the thing they promise in the way it's been laid out before. They just, that would be too clean and too neat that they're not willing to tell the same story the same way. And as a result, it's a real fun ride. What happens on the back half of this season? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think it's funny that, you know, this is the guy they cast for a male model. (laughs) Well, it's not like Ray Fiennes was like, Oh, get that. I'll go out of here either. uh, No, but like he, you know, they do make him look a little creepy. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of funny to me. (laughs) Lot to look forward to. Um, when we choose our own death venture, we've got uh, a couple things to choose from. We can just be shot or we could have our face carved off, uh, and put on top of (laughs) a child molester's face is just a, a little cover up. Um, so someone was we, someone was beaten with a hammer too, but I don't know. Yes. I don't know who it was. I assume that was Cordell was beaten with a hammer. Maybe. Or was he just covering up for the guy who got shot? So that. Well, I uh, assume that with Cordell, he did the whole strapping him to a table and carving his face off. No, because isn't that Cordell's face that? Yes, that, uh, it's absolutely Cordell's face. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I don't know where he found the time to do that, but you know, time, yeah. time, time has no meaning in this uh, in this show. <laughs> it's true. It's very elastic concept here. Or you can have uh, an electric eel um, shoved down your throat, get deep throated by an eel. So, Gina, uh, you you of course go first. Um. I I guess honestly I guess just shot because because yeah. like all none of these are good. <laughs> no, I think I'll be shot. Uh, the two guys who get it in 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 Florence are, go quick, so I'll take I'll take shot over. I'm I do not want to drown with an eel down my throat. No. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it, but I think I'll take shot. Thank you very much. I think I'll take here today, gone tomorrow. Uh, Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I um, I write about television and movies at thespool.net. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under Gina Does Things. Do it today. People check it out. Josh Hall says all of our artwork. Um, uh, Revenge Body does all of our music. You can go to band, uh, Revenge Body Memphis at bandcamp.com and find his entire album of both our themes and remixes. All pro- all profits will go to Memphis Choices, uh, a wonderful organization helping uh, the people in Memphis get health needed health care, uh, regardless of what insane laws people want to take your rights away for no particular reason other than to cause pain and mayhem. Um, America's big time trouble. Uh, Very bad. Don't do it in my estimation. 
Uh, find us on the Twitter, the Facebook, Instagram. Just look up Kill by Kill. Uh, let the conversation continue there. Of course, you can get our Patreon uh, where we're doing all sorts of fun stuff. We're still going through the Halloween series. We've we've had a, a listener's choice this month uh, as an extra film to talk about. And those are always fun. Uh, and But don't worry, folks. Uh, the body count will continue for myself and for Gina. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.